0: We just got done interviewing Daniel Thomas of Dynamic Training, and yes. um, that was officially our second Zoom uh, guest.
1: Yeah, I think we're I, I think we're getting uh, more used to it. I felt more comfortable yeah. with it. Um, yeah. it's definitely strange. And I did say to him before we started recording, I hate it, but
0: um, <laughs> so
1: it's what we have to do right now. It's just yeah. and something he mentioned during the podcast is, um, you know, this is an opportunity for athletes to. Um, you know, get sharper in the different areas of, you know, their game. Um yeah. and they can either see it as a positive or a negative. So we're we're choosing to see this as a positive and it's something that's gonna challenge us and hopefully make us better podcasters. Yeah. Um yeah, but absolutely. anyways, but yeah, no, Daniel was awesome. Um yeah.
0: there's lots, lots of great advice about, you know, just training young athletes and just the mental aspect of it and just um, you know, like how you said like he tied in, you know, the whole, you know, what's going on in the world today and um just how that's going to make athletes stronger as well.
1: Yeah. Um, There's a lot of, he was, you can tell he's really passionate about what he does and has a um, a deep desire to see the young athletes that he works with succeed, uh, both on and off the field. And um, just really impressed. It's, it kind of sucks because this is our, I've never actually physically met him. You know, we've DM'd a little bit trying to set this up and then obviously speaking to him, you know, now. But, um, you know not sometimes when we when we have guests that we don't really know and we're yeah. meeting for the first time you just you never know like you assume that they're going to be great but you never know what they're going to be like yeah. um and I, I will have to say that he really was really impressive to me i think just being as young as he is and and what he does and what he stands for i think was really cool um and we, just we definitely want him what he's doing on
0: again. say it again we definitely want him on again
1: yeah, well, yeah, I did tell him, I think I told him after we were done recording. I definitely had some ideas um, and some stuff that you and I have talked about where we would need, you know, multiple people. And uh, he probably just uh, found his found his invitation uh, from this episode that we did with did with him. So, yeah, awesome guy. Uh, a lot of great things to say, and, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Yep. Have fun. All right. Cool. Peace. See you. Now. Decades later, and still recognize the leadership that you hold in their, life, in their life, in their life, Get this thing, get this thing started. Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto.
0: And I am Deb McCollum.
1: And today's guest is the owner of Dynamic Training, Daniel Thomas. What's going on, man? Hey, how you guys doing? We're good. We appreciate you joining us, man. We uh, had this scheduled for an in-person meeting. Um, was it a couple of weeks ago or last week? I can't remember. But uh, this whole uh, coronavirus thing kind of messed up all of our plans.
0: Yeah, so now
1: yes.
0: you're officially our second guest to we're do too. a Zoom podcast episode with. So congratulations. You're the yes. top three.
1: <sighs> Thank you. Well, either way, I'm excited to be on here. I'm glad we were able to make it happen. Yes, sir. And I also want to point out, no one's going to see what we're seeing, except, well, when we take a picture, I guess that will uh, not be true. But he has a a pretty dope background, um, which (laughs) none of our guests have had so far, and probably none of our guests will in the future. So, you know, you're setting the bar high already without even speaking a word. (laughs) So, Deb, you have some more questions?
0: I do. Okay, um... First of all, how are you with everything that's going on? I have a thousand questions about how you're handling business right now, but how are you doing right now with the Um, whole pandemic thing that's going on?
2: Yeah, I'm doing great. You know, I think a lot of it is what you focus on, you know, so if you focus on the good, you know, things are good. If you focus on the bad, things can get bad. So I just continue to focus on the good and, uh, you know, we have to make adjustments and uh, things you know are different, and you have to change. But at the end of the day, we'll get through it.
0: Yeah, like it. Boom. Simple and to the point. That's great. Yep. We'll get into more of that later. Um, but first, warm up question: um, Would you rather live without the internet or live without AC and heating?
2: Oh boy. <laughs> um, it's pretty good. Wow, that is a really tough question. First, all, I'm going to probably- say I'm going to yeah. say without. AC and heating, mostly because I went to school in Oregon and we did not have air conditioning. Oh. And it was pretty gnarly. But in today's world, I think living without internet is possibly one of the worst things you could have right now with everything being social, yep. social media focused. Yep. Absolutely. Like that.
0: like that. Well, and especially now, like that's how we're getting all of our updates. That's how we're able to do this, you know, New right. and stuff. And so I definitely, I agree. I would live without AC and heating.
2: <laughs> it would not be fun, but we'd do it.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, second question. What is a secret talent that you wish you had?
2: Oh, A secret talent that I wish I had.
0: Or I guess it doesn't have to be like a secret talent, but just like hmm. a talent that you wish you had, or maybe a talent that you do have that no one knows about, you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, man, that's tough.
0: You're supposed to be stumped on my last question, not this
2: I, one. I know. I'm stumped, I know I'm stumped on this one, you know. Um, it, only gets,
1: it only gets tougher.
2: Seriously. I wasn't ready for these. Um, hmm. I'm going to go completely off base as far as, like, I think everyone expects me to have an athletic answer, you know. Uh, I'm going to go completely off base and say that I wish that I could sing. I love it. That's really, I know that's weird, but I love like America's got talent and the voice and all those shows. And I'm super jealous uh, of the okay. people that can just have yeah. a great voice. Cause uh, yeah, I feel bad for the people that sit in front of me at church. Cause I'm like, I'm, I apologize in <laughs>
1: advance for,
2: for what's about to come out of my mouth. <laughs>
1: awesome. Let me, let me ask you a question, man. So um, anytime someone brings up singing, I have to ask this because we said that once we got to 20, five-star reviews on itunes uh deb said she would sing some song which no one's really looking forward to but we're gonna do it <laughs> and uh what song do you think deb should sing
0: oh choose your what answer what song should she sing
1: i know i think mm. and we're, gotta keep, the, keep the audience in mind because we don't want to hurt anybody's you know soul that's true that's true we That'd don't want to hurt any eardrums you know that's how right. good of a singer are you
0: they're you already know, like, you- i'm an amazing singer in my car so mm. I think that counts for something
2: okay like mm. you think you could outdo Mariah Carey on that New Year's Eve <laughs> performance she had a couple you years when, ago
0: when my voice, when my voice I, I is hope so. up, maybe yeah <laughs> that's
2: awesome
0: it's possible.
2: Yeah, yeah I would you know I think if you're gonna sing you gotta go all out you know don't pick anything that's too easy you gotta go okay. for something high you know I don't know, like stars. I think you know what you could go Ooh. just traditional and just go. You know, like you're about to open up for the Super Bowl, and uh, you know the national <laughs> the Star yeah. Spangled Banner. Ooh. You know, you could you could pull out one of those traditional songs and really try to hit one of those high notes.
1: That's a bold choice. What do you think, Deb?
0: <laughs> See, Daniel. Daniel, this is why I've given my two weeks' notice to Josh several times because he likes to egg people on. To I do. It's one of my favorite
1: things. I like talking sports, and I like talking to athletes and coaches. But this is uh, a very, very close third, so I enjoy this. Part. I'm excited to see what she chooses. Personally,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. Just don't don't use your headphones. Just maybe stand away from the computer a little bit. Just brace yes. yourself, just in case.
0: Every just everyone yeah. just mute me, and then let me get my song over with, and then yeah, it'll go, cool. And I'll just it's be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway.
2: just really, really practice lip singing, and if you get really good at it, you know,
0: yes, be
2: okay.
1: Hey, that's not bad. That's probably a good idea for everybody.
0: That's a great idea.
1: (laughs) All right. I'm done Um, interrupting. Go ahead. Third question.
0: Last question. Speaking of songs and singing, if you could pick a song that's already out there, that is kind of, I call it like a life song, um, like it's like your theme song for your life, what would it be?
2: So I'm not going to lie. I've been thinking about this for like two months. (laughs) Okay. Maybe not, maybe not two months, but for sure a month for sure i appreciate maybe. your honesty um <laughs> because i'm laughing every time i listen to your guys's podcast the same question keeps coming up and uh-huh. my first thought is how are these people not prepared i'm like she hits home with this question every time i'm like i'm ready for this it's coming <laughs> i know it's here you know um, you know it's
0: a signature question very nice
2: <laughs> but right. we, sadly we it listens. didn't make it any easier yeah um, <laughs> it did not make it any easier uh you know a song to describe your life is crazy uh yeah. Unless you write it yourself. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But the song that I listen to quite often and specifically uh, because of what's going on right now in the world and the craziness, um, one of my favorite songs that kind of keeps me going is called um, Count Every Blessing by Ren Collective. Mm. And it's a song that just, you know, kind of repeats how you're counting every blessing in your life no matter what's going on. And it's not really something that, describes my life but it's something that kind of motivates me and keeps me going and especially Mm -hmm. in um, during a time where I think the world is full of anxiety and Mm -hmm. kind of fear right now it's just something that just keeps my soul and heart in the right place my mind in the right place so that's that's the one song that I keep coming back to when I think of this question and now with everything going on I think it's by far my final answer.
0: Great. Awesome. That's good. That's a good song, by the way. And yeah. that's, that's an on the spot song that you chose too. So that's impressive just because it kind of ties in with everything. That's a good one. Right.
1: Yeah, right. And, you, and you know, that one's like a true honest answer, especially if you've been thinking about it for a couple of months. Like that right. And I tried and to it change survived. it, you know, <laughs> like over and over. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's
2: no, nah, I'm going to pick something else. And I just, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like,
1: that's it. Uh, yeah. If it's it stuck around that long, that has got to be the one. Well, hey man, you right. survived. You survived the warmups.
0: He did. He survived and he thrived because he had answers to everything. So it was good.
1: Yes. Well done. Now, now it's the now it's the easy stuff. So, um, so as you probably know, uh, we start off every podcast with the question about your athletic and coaching background or training background. So, uh, why don't you take us back? You know, kind of where you started with athletics and then up until where you're at now.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I started playing sports at a young age. You know, hopped into baseball when I was four years old. Um, but fast forward to high school um when things actually start picking up. I played basketball, football, and I ran track in high school um until my senior year and I started cutting out everything and just focused specifically on football. So um I actually played three years at from under Casey Taylor, so over at Del Oro High School. Mm-hmm. Um and from there I ended up going to American River for my first two years of college. And so I played under Jerry Hayflick at American River, and that was probably two of the most influential and most important years of my career. Uh, my man is a great coach. He taught me so many things and um, my mindset was really shaped and developed there. So I give him a lot of props and uh, I really, I, I never wanted to go to junior college. That was never like, I think every athlete playing, you know, it's like everybody has this D one or die attitude and probably at most sports. Um, and so going to a junior college, I was like, Oh my gosh you know, now junior college, I think are a little bit more popular, but when I was in high school, it was not a popular thing to go to a junior college. So I was not looking forward to it, but, um, you know, that's, that's where I ended up playing for two years. And then I got a scholarship out to Western Oregon and finished up playing at
1: Western Oregon. Nice. Very cool. What position did you play? I played slot receiver. Slot receiver. got it. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Like
0: Oregon better or California better?
2: uh, Depending on the season, you know, Oregon at a certain time of the year you can't beat it you know uh the weather is just perfect the trees are green um you don't need the ac or the heat (laughs) for like three months of the year but I'm 100 percent a California kid I mean we'd have to wake up at 6 a.m for practice and it's like 18 degrees
1: and you know it
2: starts raining at practice and in in California it starts raining you know coach says in the gym you know practicing inside in Oregon, I remember it was pouring and rain was just dripping down my face mask. And I'm looking at the coach like, "Are we going inside?" And they're like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> they're like, "They're like it's Thursday," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." You yes. know, <laughs> totally was not used to it. So uh, the rain, not my favorite. So I mm-hmm. definitely love California. Nice, that's awesome.
1: That's awesome. So, cool. um, so, at what point did you become passionate for the training side of things?
2: Yeah, I mean, I always enjoyed training um, all throughout high school, you know, I I personally trained a lot of different people. Um, But in 2013, I got certified as a personal trainer. So right out of high school, and it kind of started slowly just as helping out friends, you know, people that had followed me throughout my high school career that wanted their young kids to be um, trained or mentored. And so I used to just help them out and uh, never even really charged for it. It was just like after a while, they like, Hey, what can we, you know, what can we do for you? And I was just, you know, Oh, a donation, whatever you feel is on your heart. I just did it purely because I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and from there, it just continued to grow, finished college, came back home and uh, was training more and more of the Delaware high school athletes. And that's when uh, Casey Taylor and uh, coach Birch actually came up to me about taking over the Delaware high school officially as the head speed and conditioning coach. So in 2016, Right when that 2016 football season ended, I took over as the head speed and conditioning coach for Del Oro. And so I've been doing that for the last four seasons. And uh, my own company, Dynamic Training, we do all athletes, all sports. And that officially started in 2018.
1: Wow. Awesome. Very cool.
2: Yeah.
0: That is so cool. So what was, what was that like, um, just kind of starting your own business? I mean, the training part helps because you know, you're passionate about that and you have your... Um, you know, your certificate, but what about the business side? I'm always curious about that part about just, you know, um, cause I, for me in my fitness business, that part I suck at <laughs> and So right. and me, but, um, I've always kind of wondered a successful like training program. Like how, how did you do all that? Like, and how is it going right now?
2: Um, you know, so when I was in college, I wasn't really sure what I wanted my degree to be in. Um, I, I think like most athletes, I was looking at uh, the kinesiology or the exercise science route. And about halfway through, I just decided that I didn't want to be a physical therapist or I, and I didn't want to necessarily um, go that niche. So I actually took a step back and got my degree in business marketing and finance.
0: Oh, very nice. So <laughs> my
2: bachelor's degree is actually in business marketing and finance. So uh, yeah. the business side, I was a little bit more educated on, but I think any business owner especially small business owner will tell you like there's obviously tons of things that have been thrown at me that I was not prepared for um (laughs) so I don't think anyone is you know fully prepared for it but I was um a little more confident going into it that's awesome
1: yeah it's cool This is something that we, uh, like asking people that do things such as yourself, where you own a business, um, you know, through your entire athletic career, you know, through the different coaches and the different experiences you're learning, you know, mental toughness, you're learning dedication, you're learning hard work, work ethic, all that stuff. How much do you think those things benefit you when it comes to running a business? Oh my gosh. So much, uh, so much. And I
2: think that's why we, we really, um, focus on that and put a heavy emphasis on that with my company dynamic training. Uh, and that's kind of part of the reason where the, the name came from. Uh, cause the, actually the definition of dynamic of a person is to be positive and attitude full of energy and new ideas. And I think that sports played such a huge, uh, factor in who I am and like my DNA truly. And so, you know, training these kids, it's that I think of that more than the sports. Like there's some kids that, that, might make it, but at the end of the day, I'm like, hey, how can I make you the best friend, the best husband, the best dad, the best mom that you can possibly be? You know, so it played such a huge, huge impact in my life.
1: That's awesome. Awesome. I feel like that answer right there is why we have him on today.
2: That was awesome. That's great.
1: (laughs) That's great.
0: That's so cool. Um and so, you know, this you know this is the Character Combine podcast, obviously, you know this. And so it um you kind of already answered this question, but um what we, we asked this to all of our guests but what is character to you and how how do you make that play a part in how you train your kids and the lessons you teach them and um just how important is that to you in your training program
2: yeah i think that character i mean the most popular um definition of character you know it's, it's who you are when no one's watching but i'm a huge john wooden fan big time like to the core um and so what i love about john wooden is he really tries to break down the difference between character and reputation, right? And like character is who you are, reputation is who people think you are. Mm -hmm. And so I try to really focus on with my athletes and, uh, you know, even my coaches, you know, we're, our focus is, you know, to help these kids realize that if you focus on your reputation, that doesn't always necessarily mean that you have good character, Mm -hmm. but if you focus on your character, your reputation takes care of itself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's, that's something that I try, you know, social media is huge. And what is social media? It's your highlight reels. You know what I mean? It's how everyone wants to be perceived as this or that, uh, you know, and I try to tell these kids, especially cause I work with a lot of youth, you know, I'd say uh, I'm really 50, 50 with, you know, athletes under 12 compared to high school and college athletes. So I try to really hit it home with them early on with the young athletes and they're still sponges and they're still looking, uh, you know, up to you and you're the cool guy to them. And, you know, just trying to hammer home how it's cool to be a good person. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's, it's cool to do things the right way. And, uh, and so we really try to hammer that home. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I love that. I don't know. um, I don't know if you're a big uh, MMA fan or anything like that, but um, I just was, you know, looking at some articles and I saw John Jones got in trouble again uh, for, I think it was a DUI or DWI. Um, and so I've listened to some things on that and it's pretty crazy because, you know, everything that you're talking about now, as far as teaching young athletes about character, integrity, honor at a young age, um, I feel like he's a perfect example of, of how that can go really wrong. Um, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's it's to the point where I, you know, I'm not, I I enjoy watching MMA. I'm not, the um, uh, most up to date on all of their athletes and the sport. But I know for him, he's one of the best ever, if not the best ever. And um, it's tough because I feel like you have this business where his talent is of the utmost importance and the character thing kind of been pushed aside and you continue to allow an athlete like that to do things like this that are either harming himself or harming others. Um, and for me, it's just, it's, it's kind of us as, as doing this podcast, it's a tough pill to swallow because it's, it's a very clear picture that, hey, if you're talented enough, we will sweep things under, uh, under the rug. So, um, man, I just have a lot of uh, respect and admiration for what you're teaching these young athletes, because I think it's a message that's sorely needed.
2: Right. And I, it's crazy that you said that, because I was actually just, when I, I saw that on Instagram, I was actually yeah. scrolling through and saw John Jones um, in trouble again, and uh, I forgot who I was with, but I remember just like being, saying on my phone, dang it. They're like, what? And I'm like, John Jones, again, like this guy is, I agree with you. He, in my opinion, the best MMA fighter ever. Right. And the dude has so much talent. He's had so many chances and he just keeps messing up. And it's right. such a shame. And, uh, you know, playing college football at American River and at Western Oregon, there are so many guys that are unbelievably talented and gifted that are better than a lot of people I watch on Sundays in the NFL. And they don't get that chance and they never make it strictly off of decisions that they make you know off the right. field right? and uh and character flaws and i don't think people understand how huge that is and how with social media it's becoming even bigger i mean you hear about these guys that are five-star athletes they post a tweet that they shouldn't say or they shouldn't be posting and they're getting scholarships pulled
0: mm-hmm. you
2: know and and i don't know if i don't know if young athletes really are, are grasping um how important it is to not only have character, but just to be careful with what you put out there, you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. It's it's a shame when you see someone with so much talent not make it solely off the fact that they make poor decisions, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I think young athletes underestimate the importance of just how their character and how that's placed on you know, you know, like you said, like whether they get a scholarship or whether they move on to a higher level, I think they forget about that part sometimes, so it's good that you're reminding them and um and that's super important so that's good um what is I have a question, sorry Josh, did you have
1: well the, uh, sorry, uh, just to go along with what something you mentioned, when you're training these athletes and mentoring these young athletes, are you having those social media conversations with them?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean the younger ones don't most of their not most i would say yeah a good amount of their accounts are like parent monitored because sure. they're you know ten eleven, twelve years old, which I think is pretty cool um, yeah. that the parents are that involved yeah. um, but mostly with my high school athletes, that's who I harp on the social media with the most um right. because I think you know like we talked about, getting scholarship opportunities can literally come or be taken away based on how you're perceived through social media you know right. um so with my high school athletes specifically Del'oro because I'm around them so frequently um we try to hammer it home and, you know, it gets frustrating because there's still those athletes that still don't listen, you know, and they still make those mistakes that you're like, man, I just talked to you about this. Um, But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. if you can help that one athlete or those two athletes, you know, make the right decision and be thinking about what, Oh, what did coach DT say? You know, I shouldn't post this. And you know, if, if I can be in their head at that deciding moment, you know, that's the goal.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Um, What is, uh, just one of our questions for you is, um, what do young athletes uh, struggle with like during training? Like what's the hurdle that, um, or what is one of their biggest hurdles? Like whether it's mental or physical, what is something that you see often?
2: Yeah, so um, physically it's it's breaking bad habits. Mm. Um, You know, depending on what sport they play, they kind of have different habits yeah um because what I'm trying to do is not necessarily sports specific I'm trying to make them the fastest most explosive explosive athletes possible
0: yeah
2: um so you know, from soccer players running with their arms out wide because they're used to blocking people right like yeah. shielding off defenders yeah. you know and trying to teach them that that's good when you're in close quarters, but when you're trying to open up and actually be at top end speed and be sprinting that you don't want your arm mechanics to be like that so Um, football players like to, we say sit in the bucket where they're in like that hip position all the time and they don't know how to get out of that. So physically it's breaking, uh, habits that they've just been taught their entire life and trying to change their mechanics. And, Mm -hmm. uh, as far as mentally or emotionally, um, it's confidence. A lot of these kids, a lot of these athletes, whether it's high school or youth have so much potential and so much more inside of them. They don't even know about. Yeah. So one of our phrases, we actually have a shirt that on the front it says, greatness is inside of you. And on the back, it says, train it to come out. Oh, and nice. the, oh, and we, we really love that because uh, at the end of the day, we just try to tell these kids, you know, there's, there's more in you. There's greatness in you. There's so many kids that can't jump over a hurdle, a physical hurdle or a box because mentally it's like, I can't do it. And you're and mm-hmm. trying to get them to push past that. We're like, you can do it. You can do it. You haven't tried it yet. Try it don't tell me you can't before you try it you know um and so just breaking that barrier and having them believe in themselves is is the biggest um struggle but also the greatest reward when you see that light switch switch and they're like i can't do this you know uh it's the most rewarding and but also the biggest struggle that we see constantly
0: yeah
1: yeah i can um Like for myself, man, I can attest to that for sure. Cause when I was in high school, you know, they had us, I I played baseball in high school and they wanted us to take a, a mandatory weights class, um, or advanced body conditioning class. And I remember at that point I had never, I think I was a sophomore in high school, maybe, maybe a junior. And I had never really lifted weights up until that point. And so I was significantly, I was pretty skinny uh, back then. And I was significantly weaker. I had way less experience than everybody else. And I remember it affected my mentality, like where, you know, I was getting ready to put some weight on the bench press or the squat rack. And it was like way less than everybody else. And then I'm like, man, I, I just don't want to do this. And it just affected me moving forward. And I didn't take the class the next year. And I just, I didn't really gain much explosiveness or strength or size during high school because of that confidence thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's, that's huge. And if you guys can are teaching that to these young athletes, I think that's huge moving forward. It's something I wish I would have had for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah
1: now i'm just now i'm trying to lose weight now it's a different story (laughs) (laughs) a a little older a different struggle
0: (laughs) When the 30s hit huh josh (laughs) say say it again it's different when the 30s hit
1: oh yeah yeah for sure for sure i also want to point i don't want to make this awkward but uh daniel man i'm somewhat glad that we're not in person with you because he's clearly in better shape than me and we've had a few guests (laughs) like that and it's like man i hate sitting across from these jokers
0: because,
1: <laughs> it's like man I, i've got a lot of work to do so this is actually like a blessing in disguise i think
0: <laughs> okay just keep doing the friday Friday speech gotcha yeah,
1: it's more, more crying for sure oh, that's hilarious it's it's tough my, my wife uh she used to like you not so much anymore she's not your biggest fan <laughs> that's a good thing though you should appreciate that you guys you guys like
0: i i'll take as a compliment Love I would it. say you guys, <laughs>
1: both, you and Daniel both like that stuff as trainers. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> if your look. athlete's a little bit upset at you, it's like, good. That means you're pushing yourself.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: 100%. Yeah, 100%. absolutely.
0: I, do you I ever – No, go
1: ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I,
2: I tell people all the time, and I'm like, oh, you're going to love this. And they're like – and when I say that, that means you're going to hate it, but I'm going to love watching you do it. You know? that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know my athletes, when they're doing their workout, and they're just kind of like – they either they're either looking at me like this isn't bad or some one of them will say something
1: oh it's the worst
0: oh it's not and everyone's like shut up and then i'm like all right (laughs) and then so we do something else (laughs) so when but what as a trainer right don't you love this daniel when they look at you and they like they look at you and i swear if looks could kill you would be dead
2: like a thousand
0: times over that's the best i'm
2: pretty bad because i love to play mind games with my athletes uh You know, for example, if I want, if I want them to do a plank and I want them to do like a minute plank or a two minute plank, I'll be like, all right, guys, we have a plank. Uh, I'll let you pick somewhere between a minute and 27 minutes. And because I make that number so extreme, they're like, oh my gosh, 27 minutes. Let's just do three minutes. And I'm like, okay, three minute plank. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) And I'm like, like, I didn't even want you to do a three minute plank, but you chose it. So we're doing a three minute plank. That's awesome. That's great. You know, it's, it's fun
0: yeah and it's I, funny it's not that we we don't mean i think i can speak for you for you as well daniel but it's not that we want to torture them but it's going to make them stronger better athletes and so that's why we do that
2: 100 well, percent. i mean it's just like it's just like anything you know if you're working out by yourself you're probably not going to push yourself to the limits exactly. that you'd be pushed at by someone else so
0: right. exactly
1: so I have a, a question for you guys, and I don't know if you guys feel comfortable saying this, but um I don't even know why this just popped in my head. But as trainers, is there a um is there like an exercise that you feel is just completely overrated that people love?
2: Hmm. Is that the kind of question that gets completely, you guys in trouble? Completely overrated. Yeah. Oh man.
1: Or maybe maybe not completely overrated, but maybe something that's, you know, people enjoy a little too much or like a little too much, and it's maybe, you know.
0: Sit ups. I like, "Can we do sit ups?" Like they, if they ask to do something, Oh, interesting. I'm like, no. I'm like not, no.
1: um, not gonna happen.
0: Yeah,
2: because they, bicep they, curls. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, now just no part of
2: no part of you becomes a better athlete off bicep curls, but it sure looks good hanging out of the jersey, you know.
1: So yeah. <laughs> I give I give them that. All right. Anyways, <laughs> like, that was a. There was no point to that question. I just felt like asking. That. So.
0: Fun questions. Um, I thought so.
1: I know what you're trying to do, Josh. You're trying to see what exercise can you get out of.
2: That's what you were thinking right there.
1: <laughs> okay, well, you know, honestly, I'm not great at any of them. So you could have said anything. It's like, well, I still have to do all these others that I'm not great at.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay. So how, how are things going? Obviously we're in a pandemic and, um, you know, just the whole, you know, not being able to meet face to or, face or whatever um how is that um how's that affecting business right now well and you mentioned earlier that you got you've gotten used to using zoom or skype for some of your clients so so how is that how is this whole pandemic thing i guess altered you training people
2: uh you know Obviously it's, it's, it's difficult. You know, I think everyone from every small business owner is probably taking a big hit off of this, you know, um, not being able to train all their athletes. The one thing that, um, it has done for me, like I said, is made me, it's forced me, forced me out of my comfort zone where I'm having to use, you know, FaceTime, zoom, these different, um, apps and video chats in order to connect with some people. And also, you know, so I just made a YouTube channel which mm. I never thought right. I'd have in my life, but, uh, <laughs> What's it you know, a lot of it's called dynamic training with DT. Okay. And, uh, I just made it just posted our first video up today, actually. Cool. And the, the goal of that was, you know, a lot of parents were, and athletes, but mostly the parents were reaching out saying, you know, Hey, what can my kid do, right. uh, you know, to stay ready. Uh, right. and so it was my, my goal is to kind of create and put out a lot of video content with, simple equipment that hopefully i think everyone should have um you know like this one video is strictly all cones nothing but cones um and just trying to to give them some exercises that they can do and some rep schemes because i think a lot of the problem is a lot of us know what we should do but we just don't know how to structure it properly we don't have a plan so being able to put these exercises together and saying hey do this many sets of this and this is how it's done Um, so i put together a couple cone drills for my first episode and, uh, we're kind of going to go from there. I'm debating whether or not I want to use toilet paper as hurdles for the next episode <laughs> and just kind of go from there and be like, I know you have this. Don't lie. Your parents have it. Stashed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That's
2: but good. you know, so I personally don't, I've never used YouTube aside from like three days ago making this channel. So it's, yeah. it's caused me to grow and stretch, um, as a business owner and as a trainer. So at the end of the day, when things do come back to normal, I think that I'll be better for it cuz now I'll have more platforms and I'll be more diver- more versatile essentially. So, um it's difficult right now, but I am you know grateful for the the growth that's going to come out of it. Yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah, that's really good. It's something we had talked to with um well today we just released uh coach Jason Tenner's episode and we recorded with him last week, but something we had talked to him about was you know, I think during this time for anybody whether it's an athlete or um Someone in your position, it would be easy to you know kind of throw the pity party and make excuses of i couldn't do this i couldn't do that um, but I think in some ways it's gonna really weed out who really wants it versus who's been kind of going through the motions um, i don't know what what do you think about that
2: One thousand percent agree with yeah. you. I talk with uh you know the parents and athletes that I do communicate with. I try to sit down with them and really like open up their minds to to see how huge of an opportunity this is, obviously you know, um, like I said, there's a lot of negative things going on because of this. But when you, like I said, you focus on the good and the opportunity in front of these athletes, uh, for all athletes. But when I talk to my high school athletes, I try to tell them like, you're getting a taste of what college is like, mm-hmm. you know, you have school, right. But you can do it. You're, it's a lot more flexible now because most people are doing online. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I try to tell them like, there's no reason why you can't put in so much extra work. Like there really isn't. If you throw the pity party out of there, um, you have time to eat all day long, which normally in, snor- like in normally in school, you know, you get that breakfast. Most of them don't even eat a good yeah. breakfast. They have whatever they can fit in their lunch pail at lunch. And then they have a big dinner. And it's like these athletes that struggle to, you know, put on weight or want to put on size or just want to develop. And it's mm-hmm. like, you have the opportunity to eat consistently good food. Right. You know, you're able to work All the time yeah you might not be able to go to the gym you want or work with the trainer you want but there's so many there's such a huge opportunity for growth here you know Um, and I 100% agree with what you said where the ones that want to grow and that are like intrinsically motivated are gonna shine when we come back you're gonna know real quick after the first drill the first exercise whatever the situation is of your sport you're gonna know who's been working and who hasn't real quick so I think it's gonna give a lot of athletes a great opportunity to those that sees it, so.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, so right now, I mean, have you, um, you, you train the, the um, high school football boys too, yeah? And yes. your young kids. Have you, have you like, make contact with them? Like, um, have they been, like, texting you or emailing you or anything for questions? I know you're making the videos, but have, because training someone face-to-face, at least for me, is a huge, like you said, a huge difference than just like sending them oh here, do this workout or even here. This is this, you know, video workout. It's way different face to face because you can have that, um, you know, mental exercise for them too. And you yeah. know, the as you have for them. Um, so I guess, I guess my, it's not really quite Well, yeah, here's my question. So this <laughs> is really, really going off on tangents. Okay. It's getting late. Um, so if you were to like text them or send them a message right now, what would you tell them?
1: That's good. <laughs> oh, that is good. That, that is good. Let's, I was a little worried there for a second, but once you got that final quest, part of the question, I'm like, that's a, good, that's a great question.
0: Do it. I always wrap into it. It just takes me a second sometimes. So anyway, what would you do?
2: Um, it would be make sure you're working. It would it would be short and sweet. I would probably just let all my athletes know, like, hey, make sure you're still putting in the work. Yeah. Um. Because, like I said, at the end of the day, there's someone out there that's hungry, and you will get passed up if you relax. So it would be yep. just to to continue to tell my athletes to to keep pushing on and to keep working and to to knock out the excuses and, and focus on the opportunity that you have instead of the lack of.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of how to word this question. So, like you said, obviously,
0: it's my life. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to try to keep it a little shorter than your last question, but (laughs) no. So because like you said, most athletes are not going to have the same equipment they would have at their school gym or at their local gym that they go to. Um, what's, how much, how much can they maintain from like where they're currently at while being at home using the stuff that they have at their disposal? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, is there, Um, I think Sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm done. I, I had nothing <laughs> I thought I did. Uh, nope. I
2: think that, uh, I think that when it comes to, you know, like for the older athletes, muscle, muscle mass, you know, depending yeah. on how, how long this goes, I think it's going to be fairly hard to maintain, you know, if they're, if there's someone that struggles to put on muscle and they've been hitting it really hard and now they can't for two weeks, not a big deal a month. Okay. It'll come back. If it ends up being, you know, months, you know, mm-hmm. two, three, four months, um, I think that it's going to be a struggle to keep the muscle mass. Um, luckily they're young, they're going to have great muscle recu- or uh, muscle memory. It's going to come back quick. Uh, but that's why, you know, for me specifically being like a speed and agility coach, like that's a hundred percent what I focus on. Like there is strength involved in speed a hundred percent. Sure. Um, but you know, just making sure that you're doing your part. Cause at the end of the day, the struggles that you're facing the same person that you're going to play at the end you know, in three months is facing the same struggles. Yeah. So, you know, it's really just about doing what you can, right. Um, making sure that you're in shape when you come back, making sure that you're sleeping enough, making sure that you're eating enough um, doing well, the things that you can control is really what I would, uh, what I would say. Cause you know, at the end of the day, there is, there's no way that there's not going to be uh, a significant impact to these athletes sure. based off what's going on right now. So. Right.
1: Yeah, well, it seems like a perfect uh, a perfect opportunity to really sharpen the mental side of their game because, I mean, I've been joking with people, this it, it this it kind of feels like, you know, when someone goes into prison and they just come out just shredded <laughs> because like what what else is there to do? You know what I mean? Right. It, it kind of feels like the same thing where it, it's not even so much about your body at that point. It's just like, hey, like, like those dudes, you talk to any of those guys who have been in prison, it's like, uh, I did it to keep my mind off of, everything else that's negative in this place and it's kind of it kind of feels like the same thing like this is a great opportunity as difficult as it is it's a great opportunity for someone to, to build up that mental mental side of their of their game um, yeah 100 yeah. yeah um so what is
0: your, yeah well, bef- i mean so i have a question. what is your favorite part of training and your most challenging part of training um aside from what's going on right now obviously this is a challenging
1: right (laughs) (laughs) right right
0: but before like let's rewind a few months ago um what's your favorite part and the most challenging
2: uh my favorite part of training is 100 percent is seeing our athletes have success in their sport um so you know we see them grind 24 7 we see them putting in the work um we especially those kids that really 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 go out of their way to become the best that they can be the greatest joy and the biggest success is watching them go into their sport, you know, whether it's football, basketball, volleyball, baseball, um, going out and watching them have success and and knowing that you played a part in that, you know, uh, it's, there's, there's no greater feeling. I love going out to football games and watching the boys have success or the, you know, the athlete that struggled with speed now outrunning someone, you know, that's, that's by far my most favorite, um, my most favorite part about training athletes is being able to see it translate. Cause at the end of the day, there's some athletes that are amazing in training, but not necessarily the best in their sport. Nice. And so when you can see the hard work translate into it, into their play, it's the best feeling in the world.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and as far as challenges, you know, I think the biggest challenge as a trainer is especially when you're dealing with youth and high school athletes, um, is when you get the athlete that is being forced to come Mm -hmm. by a parent, Mm -hmm. right? So they don't want to be there. They don't want to put in the work. Right. And as a coach, it's your job to pull it out of them essentially. Right. To, to make them the best version of themselves that they can be. And that's a lot of times hard to do when a kid doesn't want to listen or doesn't want to be motivated and doesn't want to be there. Right. Um, But the biggest thing that, I tell myself and I tell all my other coaches as well as, you know, they don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes with the athletes that I really struggle to connect with, uh, I just talk to them. I try to go out of my way to spend five minutes, 10 minutes and say, Hey man, what's, or, you know, Hey, what's really your dream? What's your goal? You know, is it, do you just want to play high school sports? Oh no, I want to play in college. Oh, what college you want to play at? Oh, I want to play at this college. Oh, awesome. That's, that's, that's great. Well, how can we, you know, help you get there? you know, and really, and and take a second to show that athlete, the, that you care and that you're interested in their best well-being and, and helping them achieve their dreams. And then all of a sudden now, when I try to ask for another rep, or I try to get them to give me another gear that they weren't giving me before, now they're more willing to do that because they know that you care about them. Right.
1: That's awesome. That's that's a a great mentality for a coach to have. Um, Is that something that and I can't, I apologize. I can't remember your coach's name at AR, but you, uh, said a lot of great things about him. Is that something that you felt like you learned from him or you saw him do or lead by example?
2: Um, you know, that's, that, that comes from a couple different sources, a couple different mentors throughout my life. Um, that, have, that really taught me that, uh, one man by the name of Donnie Moore, he was the one that really yeah. used that phrase, um, mm-hmm. a lot was, you know, people don't care how much you know until they, know how much you care and uh i think there's so many coaches out there that are uh, so knowledgeable and and more knowledgeable than myself you know and um but they don't connect with people Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day it's it's all about uh people you know what i mean it's all about connecting with people and at the end of the day if you're not if you're into the training business or the fitness business just for the money or just to get rich or for the what they say flexible hours that i don't know about but i hear that's a thing um (laughs) (laughs) uh you know you will burn out at the end of the day but if you're if your sole reason is not to watch these kids athletes people get better and improve you know then you're in you're in the wrong profession right
0: Yeah. yeah that's good you had mentioned um and forgive me i forgot his name but you mentioned one of your coaches i think it was the same coach that josh was talking about how um they you know he made an impact on you we always ask our guests this but is there someone maybe it's that coach or another person or a family member or a teacher that has kind of had a big impact on you and shaped you into who you are right now someone who's inspired you and kind of been there for you
2: um honestly there's so many uh yeah. my my dad is one person that played a huge role in my life i mean I, by the age, by the time i was probably Well, I'm going to say 14 years old, I had read, you know, the John Wood's Pyramid of Success and wrote an essay on each building block and read, you know, all these different books from, you know, John Maxwell and all the, you know, all these leadership development books. And I absolutely hated it. I'm like, this sucks. I want to go play Madden. You know, I'm 12 years old. I'm like, (laughs) I don't want to be reading. I don't like to read dad, you know, Uh, but my dad forced me and forced me and forced me. And, uh, you know, whether you like something or you don't, you're going to absorb something. And, uh, and so I, I give my dad huge props for, you know, shaping me into the person that I am today. And, you know, one thing that he always said to me is, you know, take nuggets from everyone, you know, everyone has good and bad things about them. And so I try to go in with a good mind and every trainer that I've ever trained with, or every coach that I've ever been coached by, I try to take something out of it, you know, Oh, I love this from this coach. I love this from this coach and try to take all these different good nuggets that we call um, and just try to keep them and try to utilize them in my own life. And uh, so my dad, I give the number one props and respect to for, for shaping me into who I am. But then that mixed with my, the mentality of just, you know, being open minded and realizing that not one person knows everything. You know, and I take that the same way for myself as a trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there's something that I can't provide for an athlete or someone that I know is providing it at a better level or a higher level. I have no problem with um, you know, an athlete training with me and taking what I can give them, the best of what I can give them and then training with someone else because if you're gonna be the best athlete in the world, you got, you're, there's no way you just work with one person your entire life. You know what I mean? There's gonna be different trainers and different coaches that have, that have helped to give you tools in your tool belt. Um, so I believe that that's huge, being able to just uh, take positive and good nuggets from everyone you're around.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree that there's a lot of various people that you know have input and like I like what you said like not one person knows everything or can yeah. <laughs> you know teach you everything I think a lot of people have to get you know their inspiration from just several people who can provide different perspectives on life
2: yeah yeah you know my coach at American River uh Coach Hayflick that you guys were talking about the one thing that he really did um help me out with was he never allowed anyone to feel entitled or to feel like they they had something locked down. Mm -hmm. um I remember my first season I worked my butt off to to get to that starting rotation and uh was very very happy with how my season turned out Mm -hmm. and you know you have your end of the year evaluations and he'd come in and say hey proud of you you did this you did this you did this uh great and I just wanted to let you know that uh I'm gonna go recruit someone to take your position Mm -hmm. and I'm like uh I have another year what are you talking about you know and nice. that's just kind of hit – that was his mindset was I? my goal as a coach is to go recruit someone to be better than you. And if you can rise up to that level and be the guy, then you will be our guy. But if you don't and you get stagnant and you get complacent, like we will recruit someone that's going to take your spot. And uh, that, that was – he's the only coach I've ever been told that from. When you're already a starter, normally it's kind of like, oh, it's your job to lose. And that's not – that wasn't his mentality. It wasn't my job to lose. It was my job to get again. Yeah. you know? And so just not allowing me to be complacent and to constantly, uh, push to be better. That's one yeah. that was, that was huge for me as an athlete. Yeah. That's yeah. I love, I, lo-
1: I love, I love that type of stuff just because I think that's a, a very, uh, real world, um, lesson because, you know, once you go to college, once you get a job and have family, all those different things, that's kind of the world that you live in. You know, if, if you're not performing at your job, someone else is going to come in and, and take that from you. And it's, you know, your, co- your boss at that point, is not going to say, well, you did really well last week. So I'm going to, you know, allow you to <laughs> keep cruising along. You know, it's just not how it works. So it's just another example of a, um, a cool life lesson that you can learn from sports, which I think is awesome. So I think that's And this co- competition, you know, I mean, I think sometimes we think of competition solely as a way to compete with the opponent, but I've always felt like competition within the team is even more important because you're competing with or for your teammates and i think you know like you had mentioned earlier if you have two people that are training together you're going to get more out of the individual because they have someone there pushing them and that's the same thing with competition whether it's uh, for a position or for a spot on the team um it's a, i think it's a smart way to use competition for sure so I, I love hearing that it's awesome
2: yeah totally i think competition is so big especially when an athlete can uh you know, translate competition into other aspects of life, you know, wanting to be the best in everything they can do and everything they can, they put their mind to, you know, like for me, I think I was a very average student personally. Like I wasn't like, I wasn't born with a, you know, a genius. I wasn't a genius. That's for sure. But uh, you know, I hated getting B pluses. That was like a thing for me because I was super competitive and I'm like, why am I going to get an 89% when I can have an A minus and get a 90 you know, what can I do to get that, that little extra push at the end to help my GPA be higher, you know? And, uh, so that was kind of a, a weird thing for me, but throughout school, that was like a big reason why I think I had pretty good grades was because I, I always was competitive, even in my, my grades with myself, you know? And I think that's a kind of different, kind of weird, but, uh, so some, a, a way that competition kind of, uh, transitioned out of sports into life for me.
1: Man, I, I want to take I want to take that clip right there and just let, like pass it to every student. Uh, I, I don't know, oh, Deb, Deb. You're a teacher, so I imagine you feel the same way because I feel like that's something that um, I wish athletes would would do more often and understand mm-hmm. that. Like, hey, because I've always felt like if an athlete is Struggling in school, or not—maybe not even struggling, but just they don't care about the school side of you know. their being a student athlete. It's like to me as a as a teammate or as a coach, that makes me question how much you really want it on the field too, because it's part of the work that you have to put in in order to be on the field. So, like I, I get that you love being in the weight room. I love get I get that you love being on the field, but if you're not willing to put the effort in in the classroom too, then it makes me question like how dedicated are you are you to the team? And so I think if more athletes had that same mentality that you did, where it's not just, hey, I've got to get through this, but hey, you know, this is another piece of the competitive mindset that I can have an opportunity to build up. I think that would be really beneficial for a lot of athletes.
2: Yeah, yeah 100%. And me and yeah. my dad always joke about it because, you know, these athletes that, you know, you hear have a, you know, a, a 1.5 GPA or like a 1.2, like something like astronomically low. Right. Uh, we always joke about it because like you have to really try to get that bad of grades
1: it's like come on like, like, <laughs> like you have right, to what are we doing? to get that bad yeah
2: <laughs> if you just, you just show you literally just show up and do what you're supposed to do you don't have like, even if you're not the most the smartest person in the world you're going to get a passing grade you right. know so there's no excuses for to be having you know four f's and a d or whatever the situation is it's like you know just ridiculous yeah. sometimes i wish these uh you know but sometimes that's that's because they don't have that role model, that mentor, yeah. uh, you know, that parental figure that's, you know, guiding them. So.
1: Absolutely. That's very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, you mentioned that, you know, you've, you were forced to read a lot of books when you were younger. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you enjoy reading now, but you know, obviously with us having so much time now, um, in the shelter in place situation, um, what are some, maybe some books or, some, some kind of resource that would help athletes or even coaches, um, kind of sharpen their minds during this time?
2: Um, you know, I personally do still do not like to read and it's okay. a big downfall. It's a big downfall <laughs> for me. No, it really yeah. is. Cause you know, you hear yeah. all these, I mean, being a business owner, I am always hearing, you know, every, a CEO reads, you know, a book every other week and they read, X, Y, Z amount of books every year. And I mean, those statistics don't lie. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's hundred percent accurate. Um, so, but luckily for me with like technology and today's world with podcasts and with videos and YouTube, uh, you know, you can gain a lot of knowledge still off of watching people, you know, whether yeah. it's a recorded, um, you know, speech or seminar or it's a podcast, you know, I think there's so many different ways that you can gain knowledge now that it doesn't yeah. have to be a book necessarily, but at the same time, I really do wish that I like to read more because I'm like, that would benefit me. I kind of sort of blame my dad for that. I'm like, I think you ruined me because I'm like, I read way too much at a young age. Now I hate reading. But, um, you know, there's, there's no, no doubt that reading correlates to, you know, having success in a lot of areas. But I think more than reading, it's just it's just seeking knowledge and gaining yeah. knowledge, sure. And uh, whatever avenues best for you, you know, because everybody's different. Everybody learns differently. Everybody absorbs things differently. So as long as you're striving to, you know, become better, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's a lot of different um, outlets or a lot of different ways that you can can improve. Now, cool. Yeah.
1: Cool. Love it.
0: There's lots and there's lots of like, you know, like if you don't like reading, there's lots of um, audio stuff and like this, right. like podcast. Sometimes people. You know, I have a friend who, she has a cleaning business, so she literally, like, does not have time to sit down and read, but she loves listening to, po- you know, books, so she's right. not books. I actually absorb information better if I listen to it sometimes rather than look at it, so I feel you. Yeah.
1: Does she listen to our podcast?
0: Um. Yes, she does. I would
1: hope so. I would because, hope so.
0: <laughs> Well, I would, too. I would, too. I was her daughter's softball coach, so... She better listen to this. I,
1: yeah, that's a good point. I agree.
0: <laughs>
1: um, well, hey, man, we don't want to, we don't want to keep you too long. We, we do appreciate you um, taking some time to talk to us and sharing about your life and about, you know, um, your mentality when it comes to both business and training. So, um, you know, one last question that we'd like to throw out there for all of our guests is, it's not really a question. It's just like a final thought. If you have any final thoughts for parents, coaches, athletes, people in general, Uh, the floor is yours. One final thought before we get out of here.
2: Uh, my final thought would be, you know, just to, uh, to tell these athletes during this time to, to take advantage of the opportunity. I know I said it a lot during this, uh, but at the end of the day, we're in a really unique situation that I don't think any athletes are going to see again for a long time. If it does happen again, it'll be way down in the future. Um, something this extreme, so to just tell these athletes and just to tell people, you know, take this opportunity to grow in ways that you're not comfortable with. You're never going to have this much time with your kid at home. You know, uh, if you have a, a fourth grader or a second grader, you know, teach teach them things that life lessons, you know, um, as an athlete, learn how to grow in ways you're not comfortable with. You know, for myself, I'm learning how to, to grow in ways because I'm being forced to, you know, but, uh, just to take, take advantage of this opportunity and don't let this, don't, don't have two, three months where you're just negative and complaining about the situation because life is life and it's going to move on. So just to, to make the most of it.
0: Yeah.
2: Awesome.
1: awesome. Cool. Where can they uh, follow you? Where can they follow your business? Uh, all of the social media handles and stuff like that.
2: Yes. Yeah, so I'm a huge Gary V guy. So I tried my best to have every social media platform out oh, there. No, the you have part. Snapchat. Okay, I do have Snapchat, but I oh, don't no. use it that much. It's okay. hard to use. I try my best. Mm. Uh, That's okay. It's, it's attached. Be. So now it's a, Snapchat is like somehow attached to TikTok. So I have a TikTok.
1: Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> and now, yes, you I like have a TikTok. Right. I, call it, I call it
2: TikTok. <laughs> I call it TikTok and all my athletes laugh. I'm like, oh, we're gonna. you guys are doing a TikTok? And they're like, it's a TikTok, <laughs> coach. You're so old. Uh, That's
0: awesome.
2: But <laughs> yeah, you know. That's Sadly, uh, yes, I did. I did make one, so I have an, my Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook can all be found at Fit Life of DT. Cool. So I have them all together, um, and then the new YouTube channel is just under Dynamic Training with DT. So uh, yeah, if anyone's looking for some drills to do in their backyard or at the park, that's my goal is to just put some speed and agility drills out there to help athletes, you know, have some ideas on what they should be doing sweet.
1: Awesome. Yeah. He posts a lot of, he posts a lot of great content on, uh, uh, we're big on Instagram. So we, we see yeah. all your stuff on Instagram. So I would definitely, um, encourage everybody to go, to go follow Daniel. Um, for sure. Especially during this time, cause it'll give you some ideas. And if you get sick of Deb's Friday cry days, then you can, uh, <laughs> have something different, mix it up a little bit. Like you said, you can get all this information from all these different trainers. This is a perfect, perfect thing for sure. <laughs>
0: Wait, um, you guys can follow us on Twitter at Sports Character, Instagram at Character Combine, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Maybe I'll do Snapchat now. There Daniel. you go. <laughs> Maybe I'll start no, now. you guys
2: have to a Tic Tac now. You got to make a Tic Tac.
0: Yeah. Let's make a Tic Tac, Josh.
1: Okay, well, hey man, it's been fun having you. Uh, we should have cut this conversation off a couple minutes ago, but uh, we pushed it. Oh, <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> oh man, we uh that will never happen. I can't do it. Maybe Deb will, but I can't do the uh, the Tic Tac or the Snapchat.
0: <laughs> One thing at a time. We'll try Snapchat first, and we'll see how that goes. And then we'll do a Tic Tac after that.
2: We'll see hmm. how that. there we go. Okay, he said, "Uh huh, sure, right."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, your two weeks uh, your two week notice comes up before you get a chance to log into any of those things. So. <laughs> We'll be fine. Daniel, if you want to host a podcast with me, I'd love to have you, man. You can take that yeah, spot. Yeah, here we go. Yeah,
0: there we go. <laughs> Thank you for- Only I'm
2: allowed to do tic-tac dances in the background.
0: Oh. <laughs> Dang.
1: Well, we tried. It just didn't work out. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. We'll take care. Good luck with everything and stay Thank safe. All right? Too. Thank you, guys. Thank Appreciate you.
0: Stay safe. Thanks.